What the heck happened in Murfreesboro, Illinois in 1973? Stick around, we're gonna talk about Big Muddy. Good evening, planet Earth and beyond, and welcome to Talk is Cheap. Fair warning, Mars, we're coming to, to settle ya, so I hope you have your uh, house in order. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. You know, we're in the Talk is Cheap studios tonight. My name is Pete Hobleib. I'd like to welcome you all, and I'd like to welcome as well to my right, Mr. Dan Holfeld. Yo! In the house. In the house, that's right. In the studio. In the studio. How's it going? Pretty damn well. Uh, on the brink here of uh, spring? Yeah, yeah. It's fighting its way in, you know, getting some nice weather here and there. And, and uh, now that the it seems that the flooding is subsiding somewhat, mm-hmm. you know. Oh, yeah. Jeez, yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> so I, I will tell you this, Dano. You know, last time we met, uh, we did a show on those big booms, you know, uh, and we talked about all the different potential things for it i'll tell you what i have been listening for big booms and i have not heard any yet but no uh, nope not not yet but um it's kind of interesting i'm patiently awaiting uh you know just to start hearing them because what a lot of times i forget what it's called but a lot of times when somebody mentions something to you about something peculiar something unique you start seeing it more often you're more you know you're more receptive to it there's a name for that and i forget what it is yeah uh you bring attention to it, so it's like it's more. Yeah, like if 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 you say, "Hey, you know, uh, Volkswagen Beetles are cool," you know, keep your eye out; they're everywhere. You're gonna start seeing Volkswagen Beetles around. You know, exactly. Yeah, you know, it's just weird like that. So, anyway, how's how's life treating you? Oh, he's got to think about it. There's some ups and downs, yeah, but right. we'll muddle through. Okay, I yeah. always do. Yeah, does is it at least averaging out to an acceptable level? It is. Well, uh, I'm actually happy because a lot of stuff is selling i'm trying to be more of a minimalist selling oh, stuff oh so you're selling stuff i am i got rid of one drum set now so i only got one left oh that's good yeah um, you tried to sell me a weed whacker earlier oh yeah uh, you know, I got. So. Did, did you say that it was a bad weed whacker or a battery weed whacker battery okay because it came out bad on the text oh d- oh did it yeah. oh i'm sorry no <laughs> so i thought maybe they were bad and you didn't like them anymore no 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 oops exactly i, I uh i didn't catch the the autocorrect on that one so yeah, right. autocorrect has been like my enemy some days yeah it can go I'm fighting with it yeah it can go south on you quick if you're not paying attention <laughs> that's right that's a true story okay mm-hmm. uh so anyway um I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, an interesting event that happened back in the 70s to our neighbors to the south. For those of you that aren't exactly sure where the top secret K2D4 network studios are, uh, it's uh, in Wisconsin. So <laughs> that's I'll the best to get. Yeah, that's the best I'm going to give you. So our neighbors to the south, Illinois. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, a creature or... Uh, I will say, um, you know, something, I guess we're all creatures too, uh, that has been come to be known as Big Muddy or the Big Muddy Monster or the Murfreesboro Mud Monster. Um, Took place in a southern Illinois town in Murfreesboro. And I'm going to stop saying Murfreesboro because it's actually quite difficult to say. It is. And I hope that, uh, that I'm pronouncing it correctly. 
Exactly. But I'm sure Ben will let me know if I'm not. Um, okay. So uh, one of the fir- before we start, I want to play a quick sound clip, Dan. If you if you don't mind queuing up that the, the sound clip, we'll do. Um, and just everybody, give it give it a listen here. Jeez. So that's in your face. He's yeah, a man. it is in your face. It's up close and personal. So allegedly, according to YouTube, uh, um, this is an actual recording of the Big Muddy Monster uh, from June 26, 1973. So um, I just want to kind of throw it out there. You know, if I'm outside, it's dark camping or whatever, even just like sitting in a car uh, and I hear this outside, um, I will be taking actions very quickly to vacate the area. So anyway, um, how the story goes, it starts on June 25th in 1973. Um, there was a couple, uh, let's say, parked um, uh, in an area known for, uh, say, uh, romantic uh, stuff. And they happened to look over and see a huge, wet, hairy, mud-slathered creature. Mm. Okay. Um, they immediately took off, went to the police station and, uh, filled out what is known as an unknown creatures report, um, describing something that looked like an oversized gorilla. Uh, they thought it was about eight feet tall. Um, and the unique thing here with this particular sighting is it had wet, matted, mud covered, uh, hair and it was white, white hair. Um, Officer James Nash from the Murfreesboro Police Department was the first to respond. Okay. Um, He happened, he went out and investigated the area. He found some peculiar tracks. Um, He estimated them about 10 to 12 inches long and about three inches wide. Not your typical Bigfoot track, right? Only, you know, 12 inches, 10 to 12 inches long and three inches wide. Not really a Bigfoot. Um, But they were in the mud uh, near the riverbank, and he heard a horrifying uh, a scream or screech nearby. One would maybe assume that is very similar to what we just listened to. Mm-hmm. Allegedly, in his haste to retreat from the area, he dropped his service revolver, which is kind of a no-no, I'm guessing, even for cops in 73. This wasn't Mayberry, after all. And so, anyway, um, exactly, you know, there was police reports filed, and uh, coincidentally enough, the very ne- next night at about 10 o'clock, 10.30 in the evening, uh, there was a uh, five-year-old child playing in his backyard, which kind of throws a flag up for me. 10.30 at night, five-year-old child playing in the backyard. Eh, it's That's the, a true story. Right? It's the 70s, though, so a lot, oh. we, we didn't have seat belts back then, folks. And you know where babies sat? When they rode in the cars? Front seats. Uh, on the mother's lap in the front seat. Yeah. yeah, so there was no car seats either. So anyway, uh, so it was a different time back then. But anyway, uh, five-year-old Christian Barrel was playing in his backyard, and uh, allegedly his home was located near the Big Muddy River. And uh, he happened to look up and see a white shape uh, in front of him, uh, lo- looking at him from behind the fence that separated uh, his yard from his neighbors, uh, the Rays. So anyway, uh, long story short, Beryl ran in, 
uh, said, Mom, Dad, uh, this there's something outside. There's a um, Cheryl Ray, now Cheryl Roth. Roth. Um, she was sitting on her porch uh, when they said, and this is the Ray family, they said they happened to look out and heard a rustling in the bush and about 15 uh, feet away from the, the porch. They saw something, and I quote, the thing I remember was the bulk of it, the shape, the human form, and the stench of the river slime it apparently had on it. It was about eight feet tall, and as, uh, and this is funny, and is at least as stocky as a New York football player. We were within 15 feet of it, close enough to see the body, the texture of the fur, and the long, hairy, uh, the texture of the fur, which was long and hairy like an English sheepdog. So there's two accounts um, of the big muddy monster. Now, the interesting thing is that this, these were not the, the only two accounts, uh, Dan. There were, there were multiple accounts over the next few years, um, but these seem to be the, the more well-documented accounts um, where we actually, actually have quotes. And in a minute, we'll uh, take a look at um, some of the police reports and, and stuff like that when they're, they're talking about it. Now, uh, before we get into that, though... Um, all up and down the Mississippi River, um, uh, there's been a lot of Bigfoot sightings. Illinois is not um, uh, a unique place as far as Bigfoot sightings. There's tons of them coming out of Illinois. You know, you start heading towards southern Illinois, um, and you're getting into some fairly, like, rural-type areas. Um, so it, it doesn't really surprise me at all that something like this would go on. Um, what's unique about this one is uh, two things, if you ask me. One, that... It's reported being covered in mud and, and wet and river slimes, so uh, it seems to be living in in the river somehow. Um, and the fact that it's white is is peculiar. Yeah, because if you're covered in mud, why would they? Why would it be white? I guess it could. Yeah, right. I guess, or did it know mud? enough to cover itself up with the mud because it knew it was white? You know, it, it's not fitting the n- normal. Sasquatch mo that right. you hear, um, and that's and and I haven't said that yet, but I, I'm sure folks have figured out that's where I'm going with this. Um, but what's so interesting about it is you've got people that have went on record, went as far as to file police reports of something that they saw that scared them, and additional reports came in. Let's listen to that um, that first clip again that we we brought the show in. I want to listen to that scream again. I got back it up here. Yeah, yeah, you can start it there. That's nasty. Yeah, that's not messing around, whatever that is. So, with all your Bigfoot experience, Pete, would you say that this is a a PO'd? Big uh, guy or yeah, yeah, Sasquatch or something. Well, you know, a lot of um, uh, these types of vocalizations when you talk to people, and of course, we don't have Bigfoot tribes or clans or groups to study, so we, it's all speculation, right? By mm-hmm. people that that have compiled uh, anecdotal evidence, uh-huh. um, this would be considered more of a warning scream, okay. saying, "Hey, uh, you're getting a little close." To my area, I'm gonna say, give you a warning to to get out. Um, that's how I would interpret. It. I, I feel that that's how a lot of people would interpret it as well. Um, of course, you, you 
you know, your mileage may vary. Everybody's an arm, armchair quarterback. But what I want to do next is I want to listen to a couple other uh, Bigfoot sounds. These are not if allegedly from the Murfreesboro Monster because I totally understand that that really that could be anything and somebody just put it on YouTube. But what I want to do is I want to listen to some other um, roars and screams that were recorded and just kind of listen to the to the consistencies and, and, and the differences of it. Um, the first thing I noticed with that first one was that it did sound like it was coming from a large, you know, creature or, or something, you know, it didn't, didn't sound like a fox or a raccoon over squealing or right. something, you know, I mean, it sounded yeah, there like there some... was some, some, uh, I guess, uh, what do you want to say? Beef. Yeah. Beef beef behind behind it. Yeah. Some, some mustard in that. That's probably not the right word. Yeah, either. no, but you know what I'm saying? So, um, here's another one that I'd like us to listen to. And this is a guy out with his camera. Almost like a wolf. Coyote. I think that's all we're going to hear. Let's play that one again. Just yeah. to, from, go to about 310 on that one, I think. Go up to... to the, oh, no. One more time, Nano. It's weird. It's yeah. like... It's got that... It's almost like it sounds like a coyote wolf, but it's got more of a yeah. It's got and it's got it starts a little, pretty low and then works its way up. And what I get a kick out of this is that the second this guy hears it, he starts backing backing away from whatever oh, made yeah. that noise, you know. Um, and th this was uh, an alleged. He was going to an area after he had had an encounter that like the night before, and he was going out in the day to look for prints oh, and, and stuff like that. Um, and then this happened, and that's I think partly why he backed away. Um, and so if you go, so yeah, go to the next one um, and play that one. And there's some, some language in here, folks. So um, it, it comes right after the, the roar. So if you want to get on the beeper. You got to warn people. I, I am warning. And there's a warning right on, right on, the, right on the, the screen here. Huh? I think. Uh, I, okay, keep playing. It. I'm, I'm, I'm like, oh, it's the swearing's coming. The swearing's coming. If it goes, it goes. I guess we'll try to. What that is? Scary shit. <laughs> did it? Uh, did we are here already? Or I here? think that was the only. That one. was pretty yeah, quiet. Yeah, start it back over. Scary shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we doubled it up. Okay, play that again. That sounds like more like a, like a, like a trumpet or a... Yeah, right? It, much higher pitch. Yeah. So it's not that, that scream roar that we heard. But what I find interesting here is that you've got somebody out with their camera. And you know how these recordings don't really do it justice. Mm -hmm. You know, you, you're missing a lot of the top end, low end and stuff. And, and a lot of details are, are getting lost in the recording. But... I always find the reactions is interesting too. Now I don't want to play the reaction again because there's adult language there, and we're not all about that. But you know, hearing somebody react like that, th there's something to be said about that. You know, it's obviously a noise they ha aren't used to hearing, but mm. um, but I thought it was interesting uh, that one. There's one more I think we got too, right? 
Oh, uh, see here. Yeah. Sasquatch yep. screaming in screaming wa- Sasquatch screaming in Washington. That one's really low. They were swearing on that one too. I gotta be honest, this is probably the scariest one. Can you imagine being It's almost like, oh, like what? Some, like something's ready to like kill you. Yeah. It's, I don't even know how to describe it. Yeah. You know, and I, I, I I'm guessing that some of our viewers will say, oh, that's a a mountain lion. You know, this is this, this is that. And you know, it could be, but you know, just Mm -hmm. the reactions of the folks and just hearing something like that, you know, I can't quite put my finger on it. And mm. I'm not an expert on all things animal, uh-huh. but um, I thought at least we would listen to the 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 different Bigfoot screams that are allegedly out there. Um, so to clarify, so is Muddy Monster a Bigfoot? Would it be classified as that or not you quite know, because of the size? Now, well, you know, I, I think that if it really was an eight foot tall ape like creature, that's squarely in the Bigfoot camp. Um, but we're going to take a look at some of these alleged footprints here in a second, too. And Ooh. and that's where I don't uh, oh, yeah. necessarily Ooh. big. And, you know, we mentioned before, you know, they were only 10 to 12 inches long, 3 inches wide. That's not – our feet are bigger than that. So that's right. not a big foot. So for something to be 8 foot, it's interesting. Yeah, for it to be able to stand up on something yeah. like that. Um, but I do have a kind of a speculative theory about when we look at the pictures, what's going on. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, so I, I think it, it is a Bigfoot. What, what's interesting, too, and as we were talking here, it kind of a re- revelation came to me. You know, we said, well, it's white, and what good is white, you know, and he's rubbing mud on him. Well, you know, if it's – most Sasquatch reports are, you know, dark brown, black. You do get some of the blondes, the tans, the white. You do get some of those reports. But, but per, perhaps this one realized that it was a little different than the others and – was doing the old predator mud bath, uh, you know, thing on it, so it, it could uh, hide out a little bit. Found out that if it hung out in the muddy banks of the of the big muddy river, it wouldn't uh, get seen. Yeah, it wouldn't get seen as much. So, um, yeah, okay, good. You brought it up. Awesome. Here is uh, what I have been led to believe is the official um, uh, folder that the police were keeping their reports. And what we're going to take a look at what's following are some of the police reports that were filed. And Question. Yes. So we got this envelope here. So how does ink last after it was on 1973? Right, when that's all, yeah, okay, so red flag, I'll give you that one, because that looks like pretty pretty fresh ink yeah. on there uh, compared to the condition of the of the uh, envelope. Yeah, I agree. So maybe they just got the envelope and then just wrote it on there to take the picture. Right. Cool. Yeah, because maybe it was, maybe the maybe the sign was falling off already or something. Yeah, know. right, yeah, or maybe it's on the other side and it's really crappy, so they wrote it on Did there. Did they but... have markers back in 1970? Oh, I'm sure they had markers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because, you know, uh, yeah, because markers, uh, they came out uh, Mm -hmm. just (laughs) anyway. So, okay, continue. Let's scroll down a little bit. And there was one, zoom in on this a little bit. Uh, We're just going to take a quick peek at at this uh, police report. And there's one thing that um, I'm looking for here, and I couldn't highlight because this is a PDF. Um, Okay, this is perfect. 
Uh, the, sec- the second paragraph, it says officers inspected. Yep. We're going to go down, and, and this is they talk about a dog that's tracking this, okay? Um, and I'm going to go, I'm going to read. As the dog started down the hill, it kept stopping and sniffing at a slime substance in, on the weeds. The slime appeared periodically as the dog tracked the creature. Nellis put some of the slime between his fingers, rubbed it, and it left a black coloring on his fingers. Okay. Hmm. Um, so whatever it was was dropping a slime substance that at least the police uh, noticed. Uh, very peculiar. That does not fit any of the normal Sasquatch-type sightings we see, but maybe it was dropping something from the river. Who knows? Hanging out at the nuclear power plant where the discharge was. I don't know. I wasn't there. But um, that was a, a very peculiar thing. Um, continue to scroll down. And it says... By the pond, so maybe we were talking yep. some slimy and stuff. And there's Mrs. Harry Ray, Cheryl Ray. Um, there's Jay Nash, that's the patrolman. Um, so there's the Rays, the neighbors that filled out, and a full investigation um, uh, took place. Go ahead and continue scrolling down or over. What does it say there? Oh, yeah, here. This is another great one, too. So um, they began the search again with the dog, and I'm going to skip to the end of that first paragraph. And, uh, or actually I'm not, I'm going to skip to the middle of it. And it says, Nellis pushed the dog inside and the dog immediately ran out. This dog did not want to go into a barn. They, uh, Nash, Officer Nash and Officer, Officer Nellis then searched the barn and found nothing inside. Um, the dog was trained to search buildings and never backed down from anything. They couldn't offer an explanation as to why the dog became scared and not go inside the barn. Um, of course, they were unable to loke locate the the creature so this is another thing too that that's very consistent with sasquatch sightings is that many times the dogs that they bring out to track them uh get to a certain point and then refuse to continue it's like something instinctual with them knows that Mm -hmm. okay we've gone far enough so this could have been the thing that that creature could have been hanging out in the barn the dog got there there's enough scent and the dog just knew instinctually i'm not i'm not messing with anything go ahead there's not some more police report stuff here too dano um oh no those are different ones anyway you know what uh, we don't really need to go and pour over these but what i wanted to say is that uh with a quick google search we found this pdf and it's right from the murfreesboro uh website you know um oh good i'm glad you brought this up okay so here's a picture of the tracks okay they don't look overly big they don't look overly foot-like. It's t- it's tough to tell how deep that mud is. That almost that looks more of like a scrape. Yeah, or a shovel got stuck in there. Or yeah, something. A shovel. That's a good way. You know, uh, uh, I'm 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 wondering if depending on how deep this mud is, if the foot went in and as it pulled out, it kind of closed back up on itself. Hmm. Yeah, I see what you're saying. You know that the foot, but it's it looks like. Kind of a shovel thing, and what was also interesting is that to, this must be a branch here, yeah, or a so twig it, of some sort. So it didn't. This shouldn't this. Does oh, it look right? like the twig is down? I guess yeah, it it's not. Of, it's not completely pressed in. You're absolutely right, because you can see it's almost like that twig was there later. Or so, I don't know. Yeah, because that that twig's sitting on pretty much. But on then top. again, it does look like there is some mud on that. Um, the top there, you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like right. maybe it was pressed in and somebody grabbed it and pulled and it out or, or something. Maybe it was stuck right here and then it came back up. Or something. And there's another photo too. And the interesting thing too is these these P- 
pictures or these footprints rather seemed to vary. Some of them were close together. Some of them were, were further apart. But as far as Sasquatch tracks go, that's not very, very impressive. No, that's – I wouldn't even consider that like <laughs> a, a track, a right? Yeah, like – but he must have noticed something in in the, in some sort of pattern. Because uh-huh. yeah, look, at there's a leaf there. That's not very big at all. That's four, oh, in, four inches. You're absolutely right. That's not very big. I mean, we're kind of guessing what size that leaf is, but still. And there's another one to the right of it. They're kind of in. That's probably looks like a maple leaf. Looks kind of like it, yeah, or something. And then here's some uh, artist renditions of uh, some of the the folks that have claimed to see it. So are these actual uh, uh, grown adults or are these kids? It looks to be kids to me. Scroll down a little bit. What does that say? Oh, scroll up a little bit. There's a signature on the right. I think it says Cheryl Ray. Yep. So that's Cheryl Ray, one of the witnesses. Um, That's what she drew with what she saw. And then there's another one. What does that one say? C. I can't read that. Creeth. Creeth was another name that showed up on that police report too. So, the Creeth saw it. Mm. And then there's some letters from. Good pen. That little little kids were writing. Oh, actually, um, this one here. Uh, read that. Look at that one. Um, so. Here's uh, to the the office of the mayor of Mur- Murfreesboro. Um, there was enough concern that uh, the mayor's office was notified and, and suggested that they put out some sort of statement because they're worried about vigilante groups now going out and trying to hunt this thing or, or seeing ah. something. And, and, and scroll down to the very bottom there. Um, look at number three. Encounters with this creature should not encourage violence or uh, provocation. So oh, there's, yes. they're, they're basically saying if you do happen to see it, please don't shoot at it. Well, oh, it depends on the scenario. Do not assume <laughs> that this creature, if it exists, is antagonistic, aggressive, or belligerent. Yeah, I could. You could get something provoked, I guess. What and if you encounter this, by the way, if you encounter this creature, don't assume it's trying to get you. Yeah, that's kind of important. It's like uh, us shooting at aliens. Yeah, right, exactly. Shoot first to ask questions. Right, <laughs> right. Because that's how stupid we are. Um, so, yeah, and then additional sightings occurred for several years and then dropped off. If you do a, a Google search, I, you know, I'm a big fan of the BFRO's uh, website and stuff, and they, there's maps that you can find on there, and you can find maps elsewhere too, interactive maps. Uh, the Bigfoot Forums has a great interactive map on it. Um, actually better than BFROs by far, um, that you can go and look and you can see uh, where sightings are. And, you know, poke around your area. You'd be surprised what you see. But Illinois is ripe with sightings, um, and it's not. this is nothing new. But it's kind of neat uh, to kind of take a look back, find some actual, like, police documents. I mean, when was the last time that we've been able to, like, find official documents? That's always a gem when you oh, get those, yeah. you know. So my question is, this all this stuff is from 1973. So, is there any recent sightings of this stuff? No, I you know not any recent sightings that have been attributed to what they're calling Big Muddy. Um, but as far as uh, Southern Illinois Bigfoot sightings, yeah, there's there's recent ones um, since 1973 for sure. Mm. Yeah, there's a lot here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's that's pretty cool. Um, the the I I kind of stumbled upon it. It was just a PDF off the Murfreesboro.com website. 
Um, By which, the way, which I'll put in the description below, folks, so you don't have to hunt for that link. It was kind of goofy. Yeah, goofy you copied find. and pasted a link, but you couldn't click on it. You go to the Murfreesboro website, you couldn't find, find it, it, but then we Google yeah. searched it and found it. Which may, leads me to believe they, the town wanted to hide this thing, too. From... Yeah, right, that you just can't <laughs> go find it right off their website. Yeah, so I thought that was a pretty good little find there. So anyway, if you're down in southern Illinois, keep your eyes peeled, folks, because I'll tell you what, there might be something in the water, in the woods, uh, or watching your five-year-old kid. Exactly. That's a true story. Yeah, Mm -hmm. could be, could be. So, uh, Dano, um, I guess that's what I got for the folks tonight. Hope you enjoyed the show. Absolutely. Um, Let's uh, put the voicemail up in case people want to. Oh, yes, yes. 1-256-510-5234. One two five six five one zero five two three four. That number again two five six five ten K two D four. Dan, how we've been doing on calls lately? Have they kind of dropped they've, off a little bit? They've totally dropped off. I haven't been advertising it. I advertise it on my the the weekly show. Okay. Threw it on there once. Folks, call in. Give us a topic suggestion. Give us your thoughts on some of the shows, or even just call to say hi. I mean, yeah, we'd love to have. I'd you. love to have. Oh, you know, even just a short clip, we can play before a show would be cool too as long as it's a copy a non-copyrighted thing maybe yeah yeah because that's been we've been struggling with that for a little while yeah we yeah now that finally folks are watching us it seems like the tattletales are out there reporting us a lot more now too yeah, we we're talking so. about the censorship too before the show about oh god it's yeah and then youtube and facebook have come out and are, are stifling shows and discussions like ours yeah, and we've been shadow banned which I've, I've said this on the regular broadcast the recommended videos it's big folks because when you have your your you got your watch your main video and this is how i found out about a lot of other conspiracies you got your recommendations on the right side so mm-hmm. like i was looking into i believe it was 911 and then like you'd see UFO all these other up. yeah you'd see yeah. all these other topics and related stuff coming up on the right and now it's all sorts of weird the, stuff. They don't want to promote conspiracy theories yeah. anymore, so that's a big thing for them. Because they're the gods. big gods of knowing all truths, and exactly. so. Oh God, you're gonna fire me up here, Dan. And then that's, that's the thing, though, is most of it's actually probably true, but they don't want to. Yep. It's all because of that. I'm not gonna say. Yeah, the word. tell us what you think about that. Two five six five one zero five two three four two five six five ten K two D four. That's love, right. Love to hear your thoughts on that too. So come say hi. We get lonely in the studio sometimes. We sure do. So let's uh, call it quits. Thank you guys for joining me. Dan Holfeld, Pete. Pete Hobleib, have a wonderful evening, Earth. Thanks for listening. Visit k2d4network.com today.